Hey y'all, this is Charlie. We are living, loving, laughing, and grace. And this is a summer snack bite. Get ready to be loved on. Get ready to be refreshed in your heavenly father's goodness and grace, my friend, because that is what we can expect every time we come and sit at the feet of our sweet savior, Jesus, every time we come to our heavenly father's presence. Amen. And we are doing that today by coming to Ephesians 4 verse 32 and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. One more time, that's Ephesians 4:32, and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. My friend, do you know that God never ever asks us to do something that he hasn't already done for us first? Amen. And as a matter of fact, as we are looking at this scripture, what we want to see is that this is who God has made us. This is what he's already done for us. Amen. Remember that the Bible tells us that just as Christ is, so are we in this world. Christ is kind, my friend. You are just as Christ is. You are a child of your heavenly father. Therefore, you are kind. Now look, do not confuse your actions with who you are. Sometimes our actions do not line up with our true identity in Christ, but how we overcome that is to remind ourselves to look to Jesus, see who he is and acknowledge and recognize that's who I am. I know my friends, so many of us sometimes, you know, we, we actually, we struggle with that. We want to be kind to those around us. But then we find ourselves sometimes being short-tempered or selfish or, or whatever. This is something I see Christians struggle with a lot. And again, it comes from us struggling with it. Instead of stepping back and saying, wait a minute, this is who God has made me. Remember, we just learned in the previous podcast that as we believe right, we will live right. That's the new covenant we have. So I want you to see that just as Christ is kind, so are you. Even say that with me. Say, I am kind in Christ Jesus. Let's say it again. Say, I am kind in Christ Jesus. You know what, my friends? Do you know that the Bible tells us, listen to just how kind our Lord is. The Bible tells us in Romans 2, 4, that it is through the riches, the riches of God's kindness and his tolerance and patience that it is through that kindness that God leads us to repentance. You know what repentance means? It simply means to change your mind. Change your mind about what? Change your mind about God. Don't see that God is judging you. You know, don't see that he's harsh. Don't see that he's your problem. See that God is kind. See that he is tenderhearted. See that he has forgiven you in Christ Jesus. You are not trying to earn that forgiveness. He is not counting your sins against you. He has already forgiven you. My friends, that is true repentance. Every time you come and learn about the goodness of your father, you learn about what your savior has done for you. That is repentance, my friends. That is Bible definition of new covenant repentance. So we see that God is kind. How about tender hearted? Oh, how tender hearted is our savior? 
Well, let's just look to the cross for that, my friends. Do you know that it was out of Christ's heart for us that he suffered what he did, that he was crucified? Remember, there were many times where he had the opportunity to not go through all that if he didn't want to. When the guards came to get him in the garden, he said, who is it that you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am. In the Hebrew, he actually spoke the name of God, said that I am God. And they all fell to the ground, my friends, just him speaking. That's how much power he had. And he sat there, actually stood there, waited for them to get up and arrest him. Why? Because of his heart for you and me, my friends. Then again, Pontius Pilate tried over and over again to set Jesus free, but he knew that if he walked free, we would all be condemned in our sins. He knew that we would suffer the curse and we would suffer the ultimate death, which is the death to hell. And out of the great love of his heart towards us, his tender heartedness, he persevered, my friends. You know, Jesus even said that, don't you know, at one word, my father would send legions of angels to his defense. No, my friends, Jesus chose to suffer the way he did. And let's think about that. He suffered like no man has ever suffered, the Bible tells us. Do you know in that day, people were not scourged and crucified. That was two forms of punishment. They were either scourged or crucified. And a Roman scourging was brutal. The Bible says that by the time that they were through lashing his body, so much of his flesh had been torn off. You could see every single one of his bones. Think about that. The bones in his fingers, the bones in his face, the bones in his toes and even every rib, his legs, his arm. You could see it all, my friends. How painful the excruciating pain. And why did he go through that? Because the Bible says that by his stripes, we are healed. Jesus wanted you to get to experience his supernatural healing on this side of heaven, my friends. We are meant to live in the God life, the God strength, the God youth that Jesus gave up for us, my friends. And then what about on the cross? The most painful way to die. You know, that, that way of, of, of dying was invented to torture people, to bring out the most pain possible. And he was crucified. And as he's there, remember, my friends, that each and every one of us put him there. He died for each of us the same. That person who has brought you so much pain in your life that maybe you're having trouble forgiving. Do you know that Jesus didn't die a worse death for them than he did for you? When the Lord opened my eyes to see that, it helped me to let go of the unforgiveness and the bitterness that I had towards people that had caused me years of pain. And then I realized, my friends, the real truth and me holding on to that unforgiveness was that they had stopped causing me pain years ago, but I was continuing to relive that and cause myself more pain. And I know that someone needed to hear that. My friend, when we forgive, it is a gift to ourself as much as it is to somebody else. 
And listen here, just because we forgive, we're kind of covering the, the, thir the third part as well, right? Just because we forgive does not mean we have to be back in relationship with that person, right? If it's an abusive situation, a situation where trust has been broken, my friends, it, forgiving is just that. We're letting go of what they've done to us. We are forgiving as God in Christ forgave us. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Amen. So let's go back to the tenderhearted. So there Jesus is on the cross being crucified. Being He has been betrayed by those closest to him. He's been abandoned by those even closer to him. He's been humiliated, put to shame. He was crucified naked. He can see as the Roman guards are gambling over his clothes. People are insulting him as if it's not bad enough. They're coming by throwing insults at him and mocking him. And my friends, we may not have physically done it, but each and every one of our sins did that to Jesus. And you know what his response was? The Bible says he looked on them, the very people that crucified him. And he called out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I think some of us, I know I would have wanted to cry out, Father, take vengeance. Father, punish them for what they've done. But Jesus, with such a tender heart, cried out, Father, forgive them. And it takes a tender, tender heart to say they don't even know what they're doing. My friend, that's how he looks on each and every one of us. And then do you know that in the end, Jesus actually dies of a broken heart. When they pierced his heart, they pierced his side to make sure he was actually dead. Because normally it took a crucifixion days for the person to die. But remember, even on the cross, Jesus was in control and he dismissed his spirit to the father. And then he died. He chose how when and where to die, my friend. But when they pierced his heart and that blood and water came out, do you know modern medical science now even tells us that there are certain very, very rare conditions that can cause that to happen? People used to laugh at the Bible and say there's no way that water and blood came out of his heart. But now they've proven that there's a certain condition where water can actually pull into the heart. And it has many different names, but one of the names for it is broken heart syndrome. My friends, Jesus died of a broken heart. That is just how tender his heart is towards us. And when we see, my friends, we see the way our Heavenly Father looks at us, how our Jesus is towards us, that He is kind towards us, that He is tender hearted towards us. Then we can be kind and tender hearted to those around us. When we see that that is who He has made us now, right? Say, I am kind, I am tender hearted. Now, sometimes your actions won't line up with that, but who you are in the Spirit. Right when your actions don't line up is the very time to remind yourself, I am kind, I am tender hearted in Christ Jesus. And now we go on, my friends, what is the catalyst for all this? What will really give us the power to do this? This final phrase, even as God, oh, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. 
even as God in Christ forgave you. My friends, did we deserve forgiveness? Did God forgive us because we deserve it? Did he forgive us for our reciting prayers over and over or reciting scripture over and over or for going and putting so much money in the offering plate? Did he forgive us for going and trying to, to work it off? Did he forgive us because we deserve it? No, my friends, he forgave us because he heard the cry of his son, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He forgave us for his son's sake. He forgave us because at the cross, Jesus took all of our sin. He became our sacrifice. He took all of our punishment. And though we didn't deserve it, out of his great love and grace and mercy, he did it so that now, though we do not deserve to be forgiven, in Christ Jesus, we are. Hallelujah, my friend. Hallelujah. I want you to declare that with me right now. Say, in Christ Jesus, I am forgiven. Did you catch that? You caught that, right? That the Bible said, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you forgave. It's done, my friends. It's final. We receive it. That moment we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, but the forgiveness is there. We receive him. We receive our forgiveness. It's done once and for all. Hebrews talks about that over and over again because of the sacrifice of Jesus. My friends, when we know his value, he was actually an overpayment for our sins. And the Bible says that he was sacrificed one time one time forever for all sin. Your sin is done and forgiven. Now go out and forgive those around you. Hallelujah, my friend. And when you're having trouble with that, you just come back to the cross, look at your savior and see how he has forgiven you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, my friend. I pray that this has blessed you. Once again, Ephesians 4.32, and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Hallelujah, my friend. Be blessed. God loves you. Jesus loves you. And um, till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.